Hello and welcome to 1111 with Cassie Olive. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting to Nikki. Uh, as you might know her from social media, her name is Fit Chick Nikki. She is an amazing soul sister and such an interesting person. I really, really enjoyed filming this podcast episode with her and some of the topics that we explored and some of the messages that we really uncovered together um, are just messages that every woman needs to hear and that every woman needs to really believe and absorb and integrate and feel. So enjoy. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, for everybody who's listening, this is Nikki and we've been connected on Instagram forever yeah <laughs> um, and we have so much in common so many similar interests so we've actually decided that very soon we're going to be doing a ceremony together um, and I thought this is the perfect opportunity for us to get together have a chat and you know really actually get to know each other but also find out a little bit more about yourself as well so do you want to introduce yourself Perfect. Thanks so much, Kirsty. So my name is Nikki. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, recently, I'm having these amazing connections for Instagram. Yet I know we're trying to reduce the amount of the time that we're spending on Instagram. But uh, I think I'm quite lucky to um, to recently getting a, a huge amount of these um, great people in my way. And uh, yeah, we've been following you for a while um, because we are quite spiritual and quite interested and open um, to these kind of things. Um, and I know that you've been doing cow ceremonies and um, I think this was the first time I kind of um opened my eyes and I was like mm, I need to follow this girl because cacao was something um, I think I only came to me about like roughly a year ago um, so it's quite new um, and I was absolutely shocked in a positive way what an amazing heart medicine it is and I, I can you know single-handedly can tell you from uh, my own skin that it is an absolutely amazing way uh, of um, helping your body your heart to open and it's really like a good therapy um so yeah I I, I myself teach um, mainly yoga classes. I also teach these funky female empowerment terrific classes, which is, uh, is, is more like about like uh, a group of witches come together yeah. <laughs> doing things. But um, um, when it comes to like sound healing and sound meditation, I always been so amazed and totally intrigued by, you know, these amazing meditations at the end, what you do. And um, I think during the pandemic, when I couldn't actually go um, to a live event where they provide these amazing singing bowls and Kong and all those things, I decided that sort of maturely I'm stocking up on items and creating for myself a little sanctuary in my room when I do yoga. And then I, I got to become quite good at it. And then friends started to come in over and saying, oh, can we go in over and do some meditation or some yoga? And did you do this? Would you do that? And then it just became a thing that I started to do. <laughs> so we fell into it. There's, that's the thing. There's so many good stories like that. I know overall lockdown has been bad, but there's so many positive things like that to come out of it, you know, um, like so many people having that extra time and space at home to be able to like explore new interests and to really actually give them like the time and attention that they need to develop those interests, which is amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. And plus you, I think when it, 
when it was before the pandemic, uh, like even just just knowing for myself, I don't know how other people feel about it. We used to love going to do spiritual practices, whether if it was as simple as just like you know the deal with us on on Wednesday evening, but it was quite like scheduled. You rush in after work, you get into class, and you're like, then. Breathing, I'm in my peace now for an hour because then I have to rush home. Where now it's different. Like uh, as as much as I, I I do miss some part of that that kind of a buzzing, rushing, uh, busy life. Now when I'm coming into my little room, do my yoga practice, I have as just you mentioned yourself, plenty of time to make a cup of coffee or a tea beforehand, or a cup of cacao, whatever you want to. And I can set up my little things. How do I like it? I might watch a recording or I might just do um, a yoga class myself. Depends on, you know, how much I want to put my intention in there. Do I just want to follow? And then I have time to play around with these things because there's a half an hour before and after that you would have spent beforehand on traveling, which it could be your time to setting up your place enjoying some of these things that you would do after like you know maybe playing around with your um your sound healing um balls or you know all these kind of uh things you may have and i think this kind of brings things into so much more of this calm uh, matter where before it was a task to get done because i need to calm down <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, do you know i always um chat about this with you know some of my clients and students where I used to, so I used to live in Fibsborough and I used to go to the yoga hub in Fibsborough. But by the time I, like, because I, I used to walk home from work from Fairview to Fibsborough. And so I'd get home then when I was living there. And I'd be like, right, I have to be at yoga class in 45 minutes. So I'd quickly get changed. And sometimes I'd be running to get to the yoga hub in time for my class. So like, and I'd be like, please don't be late because, you know, like they close the door after it starts so that nobody gets interrupted. So I'd be like, please get there on time. And I'd be running. And then by the time I get there, like, that's not relaxing. Like, that's not yoga. You know, like yoga doesn't start when you get on the mat. It's the day around it, you know, like it's how it affects your life. And if you're having to like run and be sweating from head to toe just to get to your yoga class. Yeah. it's not it's not the same you know and if, it's if, really really not and if you have a look at like in some of these uh, you know in, in these Indian cultures when you do yoga like this whole as you said the whole day around that practice this the small steps towards the preparation it's part of the preparation for your soul for your mind for your body it's not just that hour or hour and a half that you're spending with the practice or even if it's 20 minutes doesn't matter but it's the time that leading you into it and as you said it right like uh, we've always been rushing for these things because it was part of our schedule where now I actually funny you're saying it I enjoyed so much more of taking time to making my cacao and then kind of stirring it around, what flavor I'm going to put in there, coming in, kind of setting up the space and sipping my cacao and looking around and feeling quite achieved about, oh, this is a very cute place. This makes me feel really good. And I think that's already part of my practice before I even start moving. Absolutely. And it's so as well, like, because you then you don't need to, relax into it when you start you're already relaxed you're at home you've got a nice space set up you know like you can do whatever you want before and after without feeling rushed or without thinking like oh I have to go out in the rain after my class finishes you know like you're just there at home and although I do miss obviously like in-person events in a way as well like the online events like 
I've been, say, going to people's events who I would have never been able to travel to go to before. You know, like I, even for my events, like I have women joining my events. I don't even know how they found me, but from like Australia, New Zealand and America, you know, like that would never be able to happen if, if the events weren't online as well, which is another huge thing. And, you know, you're totally right about it. I think, um, you know, I think we all went through our ups and downs during lockdown of this is crazy. I hate this. We're like, oh, my God, these are amazing things that I can do here. So and, and there is a balance in between them. But we have to hit the low and then we have to come up to the high to say, well, this is where um, this is where the balance is. What was good and it's given and we should keep it um, from what we learned from the pandemic. And um it's actually funny you're saying this because years and years ago, I always wanted to do um, Kundalini Yoga instructor certification. And I've been since 2013 a hot yoga and vinyasa yoga teacher. But Kundalini Yoga was something always a little bit too weird and a little bit too different and too spiritual. And um, in Dublin, I never find or anywhere around Ireland something that it was suitable. So I kind of put this in the back of the mind thinking, oh, sure, one day I'll maybe go to uh, California where this you know kind of started to be become huge and there's amazing teachers there but you know yourself like going away for three months whether if it's to India California (laughs) this is like a commitment get out of work um you know your accommodation there it's quite expensive as well and um I think during the we were quite deep into the pandemic but I started to being like quite all right with it that okay right I can I can I can hold on to this now for a while and it popped up one of the the Indian school that I have heard about before and they have quite a good um you know um like voice uh, out there and a lot of people know about that, the place and people going in there for retreats. So um, they've been like in 15 years in the business and they offered this online uh, opportunity. And I was like, oh, otherwise I would now never be able time. to do it. And yeah, it's not the same. I know. And it's it's definitely not the same vibe than doing it with others. But it gives you the opportunity um, to tap your foot into it and then then it's just up to you when the world opens to go and experience it out with others I think as well what's really interesting is that like when we can do it online from home we might find ourselves doing things that are a little bit weird or out of our comfort zone that we maybe wouldn't usually do you know like I remember um at the beginning of the, the pandemic I did a six-week like vocal training, you know, find your voice. Um, you know, obviously I chant a lot of mantra. Um, but I'm also learning, I've been learning to play guitar and I really want to be able to, you know, like sing katan and, and stuff like that. So I did a six-week course about find your voice. And it's something I would have never imagined or dreamed that I would do. And if it was in person, I actually wouldn't have done it, you know, because like I would have just been like I cannot sing like I can't let a room full of people hear my voice you know but I did it um online because then we couldn't hear each other you know and honestly I absolutely loved it and I was so grateful and so glad that like I had this opportunity to do it online whereas I would have never imagined that I would do something like that. I think it's um um like you know hard to see horrible what's happening around the world, but at the same time, uh, um I think some people's spiritual practice grew to a huge extent during this time, and I can say this in my personal level that I I called myself quite spiritual before pandemic, and then now I look back and I'm like, hi, oh, you think you were spiritual, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's um 
it, it is an amazing journey um, what this trying times put you through. But then again, every single time that the humanity um, being suffering or going through hard times, there is a huge amount of growth comes out of it. And I think we learned this throughout our life as well, that every time you go through something as a hardship, um, it teaches you something about yourself. It leads you to a different path. And I think depending on obviously which ages it comes to you, but it comes to the epiphany and the realization that, uh-huh, so all of these hard times and butt-kicking from the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, it's usually because there's something amazing is folding that out of it, or I'm showing you that there's something better out there for you. Um, so I think during this two years, I know an awful lot of people who have changed like tremendously. And um, I recently had a really, really good um um, kind of um, a psychedelic trip and I, I got this message and I absolutely loved it and it's, it showed me saying that what do you think about this pandemic and he said okay have a look at from this angle yeah all the news and it's horrible and it's fearful and the virus and so on and so that's a perspective he said now imagine yourself um, maybe a guy who lives in South America in an indigenous tribe and maybe runs like a, a spiritual retreat he said you don't watch the news people don't come into you to tell you about the, the numbers of cases every day um, and it's just about what are you affected with on the daily basis but he said what you get affected with is the amount of the people are coming for retreat looking for the spiritual awakening looking to deepen your spiritual practices so it says from that point of view, this is the greatest awakening in the last hundred years. And I was like, oh, wow, really? It really is. Um, so I think, again, what perspective you're looking at, but it was giving us this amazing two years for growth personally, uh, in whatever way you want it, whatever is intellectually, personal development, business or spiritually, that it's really allowing to sync with ourselves within these two years. Absolutely, yeah. And like, I see that in so many people, you know, that I know, like so many people have, have used this time to like grow and to, to develop themselves. Or even like if they haven't been consciously doing it, like, I can see that in them. Do you know what I mean? I can see that they've changed. I can see that they're growing, even if they're not like going out and actively, you know, like joining classes and stuff. Like you just so many people have really like taken this in their stride, even though it has been a really difficult time. Um, and come out the other side, you know, like with more compassion, with more understanding, like with placing value on what's actually valuable you know yeah. rather than like the job or the, the you know like the going to work nine to five and all of that stuff like I think a lot of people who I would have never imagined they would do such a radical turnaround but now they're like yeah I don't want to work in the business world anymore I want to start my own business I want to connect with people and I'm just like this is absolutely amazing yeah. you know not that there's anything wrong with the business world but I think that a lot of people have realized that it's not working for them. And, you know, I think what I love most about this is because I always been this kind of an independent one who I'm going to run my own things or even when I'm working, I'll achieve a top of the career and like go, 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 go and hard work, hard work. And for me, it's always been, again, might have been only my perspective, but how I always seen an independent, successful woman is working 
day in, day out, weekend, evenings, um, scheduling in family time and scheduling in that yoga class that I have to, as you said, running into. And then when you finish, you're like, right, okay, I need to make now an evening training as well. So it was always about no wasting time and go, 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 go. And um, I also work for a corporate company and I, I always felt like that living this two life is just exhausting, but that's what it's been asked um, to hold the status quo of being an independent, strong woman who runs its own business and being successful anywhere else as well. Where during the pandemic, I even saw a shift in my corporate company, which is a totally different um, you know, lifestyle, a totally different environment where people started to make it normal to say well you know back in the days you were seven o'clock in the office even if everything finished at five but hello now you know your, your kid is at home and you know you need to take time for him because we've seen him on the zoom call and you were saying that you know he has a school and Thursday night you should be doing the the reading with it so I think it, it became uh, more personal your relationship with the company and whether if it's your business whether if it's a business you're working in with people respecting uh, and actually standing up more of these healthy boundaries of where your time should be going and yes family life is just as important and taking time out at lunch for a walk which is actually being encouraged now in my workplace where before it was like well just get the lunch in quickly and then we'll squeeze in a meeting before the one o'clock yeah. now it's like no this is a walking meeting we actually going to walk and talk outside because i want everyone to put on the video i want to see the snow i want to see the sunshine i want to see the rain but i want to see everybody be out there and getting fresh air and that's something that it's never been existing before, that well-being has been that important and that much uh, vocalized even in, in the corporate world. So uh, I also think that this this whole thing has just really made people shift their mind into something that, as you said, what are the important things? But it's also that balance that what we were missing on our perspective, what is success? Yeah, absolutely. And like even you saying that to me, like I'm like so surprised, you know, because I can't imagine a corporate environment really being that active in it. So it's amazing because I'm no longer in the corporate environment anymore. And I haven't been for a while, but like that was not how it was when I was there, which is the reason why I left. So like it's amazing to hear that not only has it affected like, you know, people who are like spiritual and stuff like that, but also people in the corporate world. Um, who maybe don't even know anything about spirituality you know like they're beginning to take overall wellness you know into and like values and stuff that's important to people actually into consideration and make that a priority which is amazing and I mean you know it is changing and I always say this to people you know like people who got out of the corporate world probably always had like a you know a, a really good reason to do it and it's good for them because now they are going and achieving their um, um their own dreams which is amazing and then but there are always other people who are just not those kind of a people and um, I had this conversation many times with a few friends and saying that you know oh so because I don't have those dreams am I not an independent woman I said no actually some people are pretty happy in 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 the kind of job what they have and i know people who are just happy to work nine to five and they want to close that laptop at five o'clock and not even thinking about that world and literally leaving it behind because they want to live that chill life and 
if you're believing, you know, that we lived all different lifestyles back in the days and that this life maybe is about something different. And, you know, as they said it in the matrix, you already made the choice. Why are you in this life? Now you just have to understand it. So maybe for you is a more chilled lifestyle. Maybe for you is to gain success. Maybe for you is to discover your own ways of doing it. But I think whatever it is, the world has changed to becoming more supportive towards you whatever is what you want to do which is amazing yeah and for me like for me I'm so glad that I left because I had all of these other interests and it's it's gone amazing for me but it is so true as well that like it that's not for everybody you know like and there's a lot of people who they want to stay in their corporate job they want to progress but they just want better conditions like to work in they just want more respect they just want more like they want to be able to close their laptop at five o'clock and not be getting phone calls till nine o'clock in the evening, which it sounds like people are becoming more aware of that and more conscious of that, which is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely going for the better. But um, I like I'm just actually looking back um you know, it's only been January now. So I remember the, the New Year's resolution. um time always coming in January I'm planning out your year so I always been the kind of the person that I had like a list of the achievements that I'm going to do and like these are the goals and they were quite specific and I was like right let's get this going 2020 yeah um and then in the last two years it's been shifted in 2022 I was looking at my list and I said to myself actually do you know what I'm going to do now I'm not going to do a list I'm going to like really trust the universe now and I'm just going to go for for achievements in a way of what comes in my way. And I feel like as an achievement, I'm going to track it down to the end of my diary. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look back every three months and I'm going to be like, oh, wow, look at all those things you achieved. So you're not focusing on the things you haven't done or what you have left to achieve, but you're looking at the things that you've done based on what you thought is the right thing to do at the right time maybe what opportunities as arises. And then uh, I actually thought even through like, you know, being still in a corporate world as well, it was when I had my self-development call with my, my boss, it was a very good way of saying, well, do you know what, actually, I'm going to see if the opportunity comes and I seize it right there, right then, but I'm not going to put it out there and trying to control every single particle of my future. I'm just going to be like, I put it out there, Please, universe, send it to me. Might come Monday, might come January to March, might come from January to July. Doesn't matter. But when it comes, I'll seize the opportunity. And I actually noticed that that, that takes a huge amount of um, pressure off of people's shoulder who are quite um, high achievable people and they, they like to be successful and they, they like to hit the goals and things like this. But this is where we're going against the universe always. And you're like, yeah, I'll let the universe to uh, lead me. But that's where I want to go. And uh, by the way, that's just those are the things I also want as well. So uh, you drive, but that's just where I want to go. Just let you know, you know, but I'll let you drive. You do it. And things are not happening, right? <laughs> Because you're 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 almost like forcing too hard that it causes resistance, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much like masculine energy, isn't it? Like that very kind of dominant. Yeah. I have to control everything. Have to plan everything down to the last minute. And like I used to be that way myself. And actually, it was Stewie, like my partner Stewie, who helped me actually to be more in my feminine energy you know because up until that point 
it was like I had always been trying to like prove something you know like prove that I could get everything done and you know everything would be perfect and I could get 10 things done in a day and um and Stewie when we first moved in together he would always be saying to me like do you never just sit down and relax and I'd be like I am relaxed and it's like I am relaxed <laughs> He'd be like making a face at me and be like, are you sure? Because you don't seem relaxed. <laughs> and like he'd say this to me a lot. And I used to get like annoyed by it in the beginning because I'd be like, what are you talking about? I am relaxed. I'm doing yoga. I am relaxed. And then one day, um, like it just clicked for me, you know, like he said, because he, he'd say it and he'd say it and he'd say it. Um, and then one day, like it just clicked for me and I was like, he's actually right like this is not relaxing like when I'm running from yoga to the gym to the shop to home to this to that like that's actually not relaxing like I'm doing like I'm doing things to relax but it's so pinpointed down into a schedule and I'm trying to fit so much in there that it's actually having the opposite effect you know um and so I did I did the same as you like with work with my business with like my spiritual practices and stuff like I used to have this like really strict spiritual practice every morning that like I get up and I do and but like and I know like discipline is important but then on the other hand I was being like too disciplined that like like I wasn't getting the benefits of the spiritual practice you know like I was already disciplined so I didn't need to teach myself discipline I needed to teach myself to let go and to relax, you know. Um, and so when I stopped actually scheduling everything down to the last minute and the same with like my goals, you know, um, I actually share this with a lot of the girls in my group. But I used to set like a New Year's resolution every year and never stick to them. OK, like never, ever, ever. And then a couple of years ago, like while this period where I was realizing like, oh, yeah, um. I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to set my usual New Year's resolution. Um, and instead, I was like, I'm going to think of something that I love to do, but I don't do enough of. And that is going to be my New Year's resolution. So I set myself a New Year's resolution to read two books a month for the year. Because like when I was younger, I would lie on my bed for an entire day reading a book, you know, and my mom would have to come up and be like, Kirsty, have you had anything to eat? And I'd be like, no, what time is it? <laughs> because like hours would pass. But then I realized that, like, say, as I got older, I was reading more like educational books and self-development books. And I wasn't allowing myself to just get lost in a good novel or something. Um, so I was like, right, I'm going to read two books every um, every month. Um, and it's like, this is going to be my top priority for the year. So even if I'm like, oh, but I have to get this done, I have to get this done. No, I need to finish my book this like for this, this two weeks. Um, and so I made that my priority for the year. And it was so enjoyable and so fun but also it made me like realize it's okay not to go to the gym that day it's okay not to do this that day you know like I can choose what is a priority for me and choose what to let go of um, and it was the first new year's resolution that I had ever stuck to you know and so I did the same thing every year since 
Um, but like it was really within the space of a few months that I just had these massive lessons around like stop trying to force everything, you know, like stop trying to be productive all the time and, and just let it happen and it'll happen. And you probably want to do another podcast of it, but I'm sure you're quite um, passionate about this whole female empowerment things. And I found that in a past, I don't know, maybe since like 2015, um, the, um, the yin and yang within women, it's been um, constantly changing, but I feel like it's kind of changing into bad and good to cleanse and to twist and turn. It's kind of like, you know, you have to shake the bottle to get everything from the bottom up as well kind of way. But I find that um, we got through um, through social media, through just not even social media, just like general media of what a successful woman needs to be. And, and that's what we both, um, Christine, you know, learned that, you know, you have to rush to everything. You have to schedule and you have to be able to do 10 things at a time. You have to be like quite strict and duck, 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 everything has to happen. And you should never think about just like chilling because only losers do that. Because if you do that, you never achieve anything. But this was a, a society given message that we took upon ourselves and went our yin and yang into too much more masculine. And I think I found that um, at the time when I was very much like that, that um, I was actually single, but I actually drawn away a lot of relationship from myself because truly a lot of men were scared, not in the negative way, but scared to go in that room because saying, like, you know, what, I don't really want to hang out with a woman like that. Like, listen, I would like to be a man at the house possible and uh, we have to staying in Hungary when then you have two musicians in one pub it's not going to work <laughs> because you both want to lead um and then it's funny saying about your relationship because in my current relationship what I also learned is that that um that was the first time that I felt that actually it's good for a man to be the masculine boss you may call it at home because finally I can actually let go and say, well, you know what, you're the man at the house, you just do that. And it might sound stupid because why would you want to allow a man to do that? But it's the most amazing feeling on earth to allowing so and trust someone, first of all, enough to allow that person to help you take control over things that you don't want to, you don't need to, you don't have time to. And really, if you don't, it's just so much pressure off your shoulder and it brings out this real balance between a man and a woman. And I think the world is kind of shaking around now in a lot of places where women are still a little bit too masculine and you know I'm saying this one with with all good heart because I've been there done that and I've been the worst of the worst so uh you know I I think I'm okay to say that because I've been one of the, the happy one um and then it goes to the other side a little bit as well and then I think it's really important what's going around the men now it's a little bit of demasculinizing them and it's not good because you as a woman you need to learn to come back to your balance where your yin and yang is in balance with the men you were with and turning the man into more of a feminine it will just destroy your own inner feminine that it wants to bloom out but it can only bloom under the protective man figure and in whatever ways it working in people's relationship it's a very fine and very very personal very delicate balance um but i think when we're talking about like changing the world we should be talking about changing just 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 a relationship and within relationship not each other but the balance and once that that is set, you too individually become an amazing, useful and and valuable part of the society as individual beings. Because within each other, you you set that perfect balance that works for you. So, 
what's happening, guys, but I think it's quite interesting now what's going to come in out of it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, like, as you said, it's not about changing the other person in a relationship. It's about growing and changing like yourself through that relationship and not changing yourself to be a different person, but changing yourself to be a better version of yourself, you know, like to learn and to grow, to grow through that relationship. And like, honestly, one of the most healing things for me ever has been allowing that masculine feminine dynamic between me and Stewie and like releasing that myself and allowing him to like step into that role, you know? And like now it's funny because like I used to, you know, like if I was sick or something like that, I'd be like, no, can't sit down, still have loads to do. Like, I'm just gonna take some paracetamol and pretend it's not happening, you know? Um, and like now it's to the stage, you know, like because Stewie used to like demand it of me, he'd be like, get into bed, you're not well. I'm gonna bring you a hot water bottle, I'm going to make some food. I'm going to bring a cup of tea. Like, don't move. If you need anything, text me. And like, he'd actually like, you know, like tell me off if he caught me getting out the bed. He'd be like, you're not well. Will you rest for once in your life? And for the first few times, it was like this battle between us of me being like, no, I have to get up and do stuff. Like I have to be in control here. And him being like, I've got it covered. Will you just get into bed? And now it's at the stage where I now feel really fully comfortable to be like, if I am sick or on my period or even just need a day of rest to be like, not feeling 100% today, I'm going to just get into bed and chill. And he's like, yep. And he'll whisk me off like into bed. He's like, don't move. I've got it covered. And now that feels safe to do that. You know, like now that feels good to do that because it feels like not only am I honoring myself by allowing myself to rest and to nourish but he's also honoring me by insisting that I do you know and I feel like that was a massive shift for me because before like we got together and before that point like I just could never have imagined like spending a day in bed or like even just allowing somebody else to to send me to bed you know or to to be in control of the situation you know and to to love me in that situation rather than like shame me for being lazy or for not doing anything or not being productive you know and it, it was really really healing for me I remember once you posted on Instagram and it really sticked with me when you were saying something that um um, you had so many things to do for the day, but you ended up just having a good phone call with your dad and just staying at home. And I, that for some reason, it stayed with me because I was like, wow, that is amazing to share something like this. Because, you know, I think these things that's happening to us and how we mold, we being set up in, you know, I, I think we can clearly say it now without any kind of anyone getting offended that we, we've been growing up in a wrong society in a way of the messages what we got because society is going through these changes. And then as the change is happening, um, the, the voice that covers that change is, is quite um, 
polar, like very positive or very negative, and you kind of have to choose your side. Are you the woman who's going to have the three kids, like as it's been with generations that's staying at home and cooking? Are you the woman who doesn't need a man? And then you got like, and I'm going out and doing my own stuff, and I don't need a man and all that. But there's no... um there's no balancing between them. It's, it's always either or, and you're either on this side, on that side. But we didn't realize that we put this on ourselves. It's we think that we need to make a choice to be on this side and that side. We think that we either need to be this and that, and we can't be both at the same time. Um, and I think it, it's going to take us a while. But again, this pandemic was good to allow people to settle with their thoughts and with, with themselves, as true themselves, um, of who I am, and as you said, accept it. Maybe one day I want to be the woman who's at home in a couch with the hot water bottle. I'm just going to call my dad. I'm just going to chill. And I have a protective man who looks after me. And if it's needed, he puts the laundry on. And I don't have to think about, oh, but I really have to put the laundry on or actually should be making this email and newsletter because, you know, it's my website's on and people waiting for me. And you know what I love is amazing. I think um, the kind of the work that you do, and I know a few people like you. I remember I, I had a girl similar to you doing um, kind of similar um, um, website and um, it has um, um, a very nice spiritual practice, which she holds with the girls. And she actually sent it out an email saying, I meant to send out a newsletter, but I feel like I'm staying back today. I'll, I'll talk to you guys in five days. And she, in the newsletter, there was a picture of herself like lying on the couch. And you know what I love about it? That we learn to accept that some days we just not achieving what it's being targeted and that is okay because on those days you just just want to be at home you just want to rest and everybody should normalize that things are not always goes by the plan and when they don't it's fine not to lie and say i got hit by a car my cat died and no my goldfish jumped out of the thing you know coming up with all the silly stuff that we always did like back in the corporate world i'm sure you know this <laughs> But just say, you know what? I just really don't feel it today. What a releasing thing to say that I'm okay with myself saying I just don't feel it today. I think it's a liberating. Oh, absolutely. You know, like now, and I always, like, this is the reason why I share, like, when these things happen or come up for me, you know, like, um, you know, like, I'll often share in my whatsapp groups for my programs and stuff if everybody's being really chatty i'll be like okay i'm just going for a nap for an hour so i'll tune back in afterwards you know like and um and like even saying like oh look i was supposed to send you over that thing this morning but i ended up sleeping in till 11 o'clock so i'm going to send it on to you now you know and because like we're not perfect all the time but actually like when we are imperfect that's normal you know, yeah. like we, we, we aren't supposed to be this high productive, getting everything on our to do list done every day. Um, and like even even on days where I'm like, well, I actually do have to get this stuff done today. You know, like oftentimes I won't get it all done. Yeah. And it's like, fine, I can just transfer some stuff over to like another day. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's not a big deal it's not the end of the world if I don't get everything done like most days because I still I still have that little bit of masculine energy where I'm like okay I'll write down everything I want to get done today in my planner so I don't forget but then I also have that kind of reverse where I'm like I never get it all done 
I do put too much in there, but it's more of just a reminder to myself. And I never get it all done. And that's that's expected. Like, that's okay, you know? And, like, when we expect to... Like, I don't want to call it fail because it's not failing. It's just normality. Like, it's just being real. Um, but, like, when we expect that we're not going to get everything done perfectly all the time, then when it happens, like, it's not a disappointment to ourselves because I already knew I wasn't going to get it all done, you know? So, like, it's fine. You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, I I actually would love um, if if everybody would have the um, the same experience that I had recently in one of these um, um, psychedelic retreats where I met with my higher self and I got the biggest slap from that woman up there. Obviously, she doesn't have a a, a gender, so uh, <laughs> but she said. Um, she said there was she said you're trying to be so perfect and get everything one and being the sentient being she was like but that's me up there being a sentient being so i sent you down to live and experience this human life for be a freaking human so please make those mistakes william you don't have to aim for that because guess what? That's where you're going to come back when you die. And that's when you're going to always kind of come back for. So he said, this is not your uh, your true purpose. Your true purpose is be as human as possibly you can. Go out there, enjoy all those feelings that humanity gives you and allows you to feel and experience it. And, and she said, making mistakes is the best part of all. And don't take them as failures. They're just just like, you know, you made the mistake and, and not even for the purpose of learning from them, but to experience it all. And it also showed me like that when you have bad times, those are also feelings. They're part of how does it feel to be human. So don't try to rush through them to getting to the good times, um, take time to live it, to, to feel it, to experience it, um, because that's what life is about. You're always going to have these ups and downs. So when you're down, if you're trying to just run out of the muck, you're not enjoying all that mud treatment. And it could be amazing. You know, you might feel that this is great for my skin. <laughs> and um I think this is again where we're just getting the wrong message from um, from society that we need to strive for this this perfect being of what is an acceptable woman going to look like. And sometimes it's not even society; it's some of the information what we get, and then we create that picture in our head Absolutely. and we pressure ourselves, right? So maybe you grow up in an amazing society, but you have this stupid beliefs of what you should be look like and what how you should be doing things. And then when you realize that I'm absolutely fine to be uh, a mortal, sinful human, uh, and it's okay to be that way, um, it's again quite liberating to live like that. <laughs> absolutely, and like the even you saying that, like I remember, you know that point on my own journey where I realized like it's okay to be messy like it's okay to be angry it's okay to be sad it's okay to make mistakes you know and um, it's okay to like say something really stupid that I look back on and think like oh my god why did I say that you know like it's okay to have those moments um and like realizing that like the tension that leaves your body when yeah. you have that realization like because it's different just saying it you know like we can say like it's okay to be messy it's okay not to be perfect but it's different when you actually like 
feel it in your body you know like when you truly realize like it is okay to be messy like it is okay to make mistakes and to fuck up sometimes you know and like I just remember the tension like the weight off my shoulders when I actually really felt that for the first time was massive and you know those things we share on Instagram like what I said that I remember that you shared this one day thing and it stayed with me. People are always saying that social media bad and then you, you have to get off of your screen time. And I think it's a tool. And based on a tool is what you're going to use it for. So you can actually use this social media tool to, to spread that message that what we were talking about, that it's okay to be human. It's okay to be not perfect. And I can still be successful. And maybe success means different to me. Maybe it means different to you. But this is how a successful woman feels. One day, she just feel like going to wake up at 11 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock in the morning. And I share this, that it's okay. So I actually do think when it comes to social media and people saying that, you know, it's bad, uh, I get amazing connections. Like I met you through social media and actually so many other girls that I know recently in a personal level now connected through social media. And as well as um, I started to share a little bit more of these vulnerable, um, I wouldn't say call it vulnerable, but yeah, humanly things that, as you said, we have to start to be okay with it and feel comfortable. And it is going to be a shift in people where things like this is going to be normal. I actually just noticed, and we just talked about it during when we had the formal ceremony here, a few girls in my house, and we just talked about it that for some reason, I actually started to surround myself with women that I'm so happy to be around because these are the people when we are saying, let's go for a walk. And one of them just called me and said, Nikki, I don't feel like going for a walk today. And I said, okay. And it was not like, oh, you said you're coming. You know, like back in the days, how we used to be. But now to honor and respect that you are respecting your own body to say, I don't feel like going out for an hour and a half walk with you ladies. I don't want to chat. I just want to stay at home because it's just me, myself and my me time. And then us respecting that you respect yourself. And this is quite magical uh, as it goes around. Yeah, especially... Like, I remember for myself, so, like, I always, growing up, I suffered with, like, chronic, chronic anxiety. Um, and, you know, like, I'd, I'd have panic attacks and stuff like that. And I remember, like, I used to not want to make plans just in case on the day, like, I wasn't feeling up to it or I was feeling unwell. Because then the thought of having to tell them I can't come today for this reason. And that me thinking that they would then judge me for that. They'll be like, oh, like, come on, you never come out. Or like, that would give me then more anxiety about the situation. So I'd be like, no, I'm just never going to make any plans to go out ever because of that, you know? And so to be in a, like, in a time where people are becoming so much more understanding of people's needs and like, respecting themselves you know and having boundaries with themselves like I think that is like amazing it's like it's incredible you know because it's something that I remember like like now it's totally different you know like I had a, a complete mental breakdown in my own early 20s and then like since then I've like built myself up to a place where like I'd be confident to say that and just be like no I, I just can't today you know but like growing up that wasn't something that I felt I could do but it's also not something that I felt society would let me do 
you know like it was all of this pressure to oh you said you were coming out you know like and so it's just amazing now that there's there's friendships where people feel safe enough yeah. to be able to do that <laughs> for those who are listening Nikki's dog she really wants to come into the picture sorry yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you know and, and you're you're absolutely right and I, I actually do think that this is this is quite growing at the moment um this you want to call it movement I don't know I hate labeling these kind of things because I think once we put a label on it like we have to act on it and we have to work that way as well but to allowing things to just happen um and you know and stop controlling like um I'm, I'm not there was I had a time when I loved Russell Brand and then I didn't like him and then I had a time when I liked him again but I never kind of forget one um one something I was watching and he was like doing the meditation because he does kundalini yoga and I said you know I was quite passionate about that so I was listening to lot and and the cat came in and he said I could be furious now that this cat comes in the fifth times <laughs> or I can just let it go and yes. that moment, it got to me that, you know, this other things as well, that you're constantly trying to do things perfect. And when teeny tiny things happening, we are just getting blown out of our mind of why nothing can be done in a way I want it. And again, that's something we put on ourselves. So, you know, being fine that my dog walks in, I know he's going to walk out because he's going to get bored of it anyway, other than trying to shut the door and fully control the whole um, aspect of my next hour. Um, and again, that's quite of a liberating uh, thing to do of saying, well, you know, what? whatever happens, it's just going to happen in there. And I'm just going to allow it to come in other than saying, no, this is, has to be this way. And I'm going to set it up fully that it's not going to be other way, yeah. you know. And like, it's funny because like the one thing when you're describing that, the one thing that I associate with it, like for me is driving. Yeah. So like, I always say to people, like, if you think that you're spiritual, get behind the wheel of a car, you know, because like, and it's something that's really, it sounds crazy, but driving has really helped me grow like spiritually and as a person, because when I first started driving, First of all, I was the most nervous driver ever, you know, like I suffered with a lot of anxiety. Let me ask, have you learned to drive in Ireland or anywhere else? So I actually learned to drive in the UK. Okay. And three days after I passed my driving test, I moved to Spain. Right. And three days after moving to Spain, I um, crashed my car off a roundabout over a boulder and smashed into somebody's brick wall. <laughs> so it's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I rang my dad. It was my dad had bought me the car for passing and moving over there. I was moving over there to be, to be with my dad and spend some time with him. Um, and I rang my dad, like a, an, an old couple. They came and I like, pulled me out and they were like, are you okay? And I was completely fine I was just very shaken and I rang my dad and I was like, <laughs> and he was like what's wrong what's wrong and I was like I crashed the car and he like he did not care obviously he was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine he was like stay where you are I'm coming to get you um but because during my driving lessons I was already like incredibly nervous and then that happening made me even more nervous so like I've always been a very nervous I'm not anymore now I'm totally fine but I was always a very nervous driver um and like 
feeling that like level of anxiety and tension when I was in a car was like a great way for me to become like more aware of what was going on inside you know like and that level of control that I and fear that I had and um, but also then do you know like when somebody cuts across you or something like that and you're like you know like you could have killed me um and like I used to like that used to be my reaction you know would be like to to shout and to be like what and to to go mad about it um and like one day, I, it was as if, honestly, like it was as if, um, so a guy, I was driving down a one-way street and at the end of it, an old woman had drove the wrong way into the, the one-way street. So I was like popping my head out the window, telling her like, this is one way, you're going to have to reverse back around the corner. And then there was a queue of traffic behind me. Um, and this guy behind me in the car got out of his car and started shouting at me saying like, will you move? I need to get past, I'm in a rush. And I was like, there's a woman in her car facing me. Like, where do you think I can go? And so me and this man got into like a huge argument. And it was only afterwards, like once I had gotten out of that street that I stopped and I was like, oh my God, was that me? Like, I was like, what the hell just happened? You know, like, cause, it's not like me to to like shout at somebody or like he was definitely in the wrong you know <laughs> but like either way like it's it wasn't like me to have such a reaction like that but it made me realize that actually like okay so you might think like I might think that I'm spiritual and that I've you know got everything in control and stuff but if I can have a reaction like that like just through uh, uh, something happening when I'm driving, like if I can totally like overtake me um, to this point where I'm like, who the hell was that, you know? And like, I have something to learn here. Yeah, I you remember know, like when I was- something important here. I remember when I was watching one of this Ramdas um, Becoming Nobody documentary and he said it at the end that he said, you think I'm spiritual? I said, I went to one of these events and I'm always asking for this particular microphone because I like to sit with my legs crossed yeah, and if I, I do that, uh, yeah. And he said, I got to the stage and I asked him, what is this? And they said, oh, we don't have that mic. We only have this one. And he said, I went apeshit at them. Like, how are you think? And he said, in the next moment, I saw myself outside yeah. being the most spiritual guy on earth <laughs> sharing at this guy because they don't have money to get the microphone yeah. that I yeah. want. And he said, I just burst out laughing that really, but he said, that's amazing that you can accept yourself that sometimes this has happened and then might take short time, might take long time, but you come back and say, actually, that was quite stupid. And yeah. did, really, really did I, um, you know, actually done it that way or reacted that way but um it's funny because I remember when we came back from uh one of our ayahuasca ceremony my remember my, my boyfriend said to me he went out for I think the first time driving and he said to me do you know how I know that I'm more spiritual than ever and I said why he said I didn't get pissed off driving back from the airport <laughs> and he would have been the kind of the person who would be in the quiet aggressive driver and like who do you think you are you can't come in here this is not the way you know, and then um, I think that is, you said it right. You think you're spiritual. Get out on the road, especially in Ireland, because the one thing I learned, I'm from Hungary and there, the rules are the rules and you're moving and you're seeing the opportunity and you're seizing it. Or you 
staying there forever. No one will ever let you in. Where like in Ireland, the first time saw it in my life. And it's just given me this really warm feeling of the people. I was looking at the main crossroad. And there's this woman who was coming in. And then he realized after he passed the opportunity to turn to her right, that she went too far and she would kind of have to loop. So then what she did, she put out her hand and she looked like I think, can we go a little bit back so I can reverse and turn? And you know what everyone did? Let's go back. The, la the lady passed and let's go back. Nobody was like pressing the horn. Everybody was like, just go back a little bit, just a meter so she can turn in. She had back the whole road. And the whole road was like giving back the answer. Can you go back a meter? Can you go back a meter? So then she can finally turn. And I stood there and I was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> and but it's like it's so nice though, you know, because like and like like you said there with your boyfriend, like that was a huge realization for me. You know, like and to realize now that when I'm in the car, I'm calm, I'm relaxed. Like even if something does happen, I'm just like, oh, you know, like. It doesn't matter, you know, like nobody's hurt or anything. So like it actually doesn't matter. Um, and to just like laugh almost, you know, like when it happens and be like, for fuck's sake, you know, and just forget about it rather than getting like angry and pissed off about it. But like it's interesting because like realizing like how these like very unspiritual things, you know, like driving can actually be like our greatest spiritual teachers you know like showing us like these parts of ourselves that like as you said with that Ram Dass story which I I remember watching that myself and it's just absolutely one of my favorites because it's so funny um but like you know like like you said like these situations that come up that show you that part of yourself and but also what's important is instead of then getting annoyed at yourself like oh, well, I'm not as in control or I'm not as spiritual or like I haven't mastered my emotions or whatever. Like just laughing at yourself and being like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? And just moving on from it. Like instead of beating yourself up over it and getting frustrated with yourself, like just laughing and being like, that was a very human moment. And then moving on. And that's very important again to, to share because uh, I remember the very first kind of, you may say kind of spiritual-ish book um, that I have ever read years ago when I kind of started to say, no, I, I want to do differently and I want to allow the universe to do things. But that was like baby steps at that stage. I watched, I, I listened to this audio book uh, from Gabby Bernstein, the universe, um, the super attractor. She says it's like forward saying, uh, you know, I'm writing my seven book. And then this woman came to me, got a, um, um, a little advice because she said she's a kind of like a spiritual coach, but she said she just don't, don't have it together. And she was like feeling sometimes that she's her life is all over the place and she just can't control it. And this is just all out of control. And this is not working. How can I be a spiritual teacher if I'm like this? And then Gabby says then, as she was writing, obviously, the autograph, she said, honey, this is my seventh spiritual book and I'm still the hat case. Yeah. And I was like, wow, can you be still spiritual and not be perfect? That's amazing. Again, what a liberating feeling that you don't have to get it all right. <laughs> Absolutely. And like even Ram Das as well, you know, um, like he often said, like even towards the end of his life, he'd say like, you know, like, I'm at the end of my life now and I've spent a lifetime trying to like master myself 
And I still haven't managed to get rid of a single one of my neuroses. He's like, I still have all of them. <laughs> He's like, it's just that now when I see these different like parts of myself cropping up, like now I can look at them with compassion and, and acceptance rather than I need to fix this or rather than like, you know, I'm not good enough for having that reaction. Like now I can just smile at it mm. rather than kind of forcing. And it's it's like, I think when we hear stuff like that from people who we really look up to, like um, Gabriella Bernstein, is that her second name? I don't know how to pronounce it. I've read Yeah, her, I, I think it's Bernstein. <laughs> but I don't know if that's it. But like, like her, like Ram Das and, and these other people, like when they share that, it's like, oh, right, okay, you know, like I, I, there's, there's not this point where we get to where we have all of our shit figured out and we have it all mastered and we're doing everything perfectly. But there's a point that we come to when we realize, like, it's okay not to have all of our shit figured out. Yeah, and I think it's but the problem is again, it's it's, it's all in our head. Uh, we think some of these people end in that sense spirituality in this level and we think we are either here or we're somewhere here but we think it's something where you arrive to when you are a good book uh, writer when you are um, a good life coach when you are a good manager when you are a good girlfriend boyfriend whatever when you are good at this when you're quite spiritual you're the best spiritual it's like we think we need to arrive to these stations where like actually if Gabby would be in here, it's probably someday she's down here and then up there and that's what called life. So guess what? You do the same thing all the time back and forward. So we don't have to reach each other level. There's no such thing as level. It's, it's a lineal thing of way of thinking, which is quite stupid because that's not how life uh, evolves. So we're all at the right level. We don't have to move from that level, but we can jump up and down because that is how we experience things, not at the dead low level, but in the ups and downs. Absolutely. And just learning to, like through all of those ups and downs, just I think one massive lesson for me has been realizing, like, first of all, that it comes in waves, you know, like, whatever you are experiencing in the current moment like it'll go and it'll come back and it'll go like that includes like your spiritual realizations that includes your, your yoga practice it includes your gym practice it includes your relationships like everything will will come in waves and realizing that like whether it's at the peak of the wave and you're feeling amazing and everything's going fantastic or whether it's at the bottom and you're like having doubts and anxiety like just being able to treat yourself kindly during those moments and remember that like it'll pass, like everything passes and to just be kind to yourself through that experience. Because I find, um, I was going to say especially with women, but that might not be fair to say because I work primarily with women. Um, so men might also be thinking this as well, but from the women that I work with, one thing that I notice when I, when I start working with them is just how hard they are on themselves. 100%. Like the, the, the self-talk that they have towards themselves and the pressure that they put themselves under, you know, like it's it's heartbreaking because I remember that when I used to be that hard on myself, you know, and it's it's not a nice place to be, 
you know, but it's one thing that I find with women is just that they're so hard on themselves. And I think it's, it's, you, you said it totally right. And I, I actually think, think that you're right that it's particularly women because just again from society or media given, um, like perspectives and informations we think we would need to be so much more than what we are um because the impulses that what we're receiving is that it's never enough we are never enough that it could be always better and um again let's be realistic a man brain works totally different than women and that's the perfectly way as it is you know how um it has to be that way and i think we are quite more overthinkers, obviously than than men so we can kind of go around it too much and that's where again happens that you know somebody goes to that polar direction or says you know what and then goes into the other side but none of them is is correct or true and and some people find the balance here some people find the balance here some people find the balance here and i think it's accepting that everyone's balance looks quite differently um but communicating it out that what i do now it's not a standard i'm not sharing this to say well this is what you should be doing if you think no it's i'm sharing this as saying that this is what i do now and then from all the voices and all the informations find what resonates with you and say well, actually, I'm that kind of a person that resonates with me. So then take on more of these and allow yourself to to find your own middle. But um, I think a lot of people are trying to follow um, too much of others and trying to say that oh, she's right, he's right. Well, there's no such thing as truth. We know it now. So, uh, you know, you can have opinions and then usually uh, opinions are, you know, different. And that's what's amazing about opinions, that they are many different and one of them. But then we need to say that we need to pick one. And then when you pick one, you need to group yourself within that opinion. And then we are here and we don't like the other ones. We're like, world is around us full of opinions and full of different things. So we should learn to accept that some people are this kind of people, but other people are that kind of people. You think this is what success looks to you. You think that's what spiritually means to you, whether someone else comes and says, well, no, actually spiritually means this to me. It doesn't mean that she's right or he's wrong, where I should follow her. It means that they are an individual and doing it their own way. So go out and do it your own way. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's just such a nice little reminder and an important point for us to finish on you know because I think especially now in the world there's a lot of like I'm right you're wrong um going on in many different ways but also as well you know like in the world of social media like I'm the same as you I love social media like I've made so many connections and I've learned so much through social media um but I do as well know that there's a lot of like, for a lot of people, you'll only see their best bits, which is fine because like they just might not want to share their bad bits and, and that's okay. But a lot of people, for example, will see what somebody's doing on social media and think that's what I have to do to be successful. That's what I have to do to be spiritual, which as you said, like that might be right for them, but that doesn't mean that that's right for you. And I think when we try and put ourselves to other people's standards without actually just tuning into ourselves, you know, a big example of this, which like uh, this was me at one point. And, um, you know, like the 5 a.m. club. And um, I think there's a book about it. 
that yeah. is never going to be me. I'm just being real. I don't care how productive you can be at five o'clock in the morning. I'm just not getting up at that time, you know. Um, and but like fair play to anybody who can do that. It's incredible. It's not for me, you know, but there's a lot of like, I know that there's people out there like who I've spoken with as well, who think that like they have to do that to be productive in the morning and I'm like why can't you just be productive in the afternoon you know like you so I had the exact same conversation with a friend of mine because she does a yoga course and then um at the time when it's actually zoom uh, streaming going on it's at six in the morning but she said I'm not the morning person so she said I'm always doing it at 11 o'clock at the night and then I said well that's okay because I said mine is actually at six o'clock but I love it because I'm a morning person and she's like I just can't get myself and I said well how about this you born under so we looked at our Laura you know stars signs and age and estrogen or like well, so it looks like to me that you are an evening active person. So why don't you utilize that active time where you are the most productive and powerful being other than trying to dumb it down because society says that between 5 and 10, you should be chilling. And in 5 a.m. in the morning, at 10 in the morning, you should be doing it right. Why don't you do it at that time when you are by body, by soul, by spirit, by you as an individual person, the most powerful to learn, to be active, to do all these things and stop struggling and doing it at the wrong time. And I'm never going to forget, I said to her back in the days, I had an amazing um, corporate company I worked with. And I think I was just quite lucky with some of these corporate companies. And my manager said to me that um, it takes more time to turn your your weaknesses into strengths, then turn your strengths into amazing strengths. And he said, maybe we just need to put those weaknesses on the side and not really think about them because you're going to spend so much time and effort and energy to trying to make them into something that it's acceptable. Where like, if you would spend that time on your strengths and we develop it as something amazing, we could have made you the best manager ever, Nikki. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. So if you think about that, I think it's all the same that some people work on this 5 a.m. club and good for them. I'm a morning person. But I'll be honest, I don't think I'm going to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. I could, if I want, I will. But guess what? I'm quite all right without it as well. So, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting your manager said that as well, because that's something. So when I did my positive psychology coaching, that was one of the first things we learned is that it's actually more productive to help somebody work with their strengths rather than trying to, like, fix their weaknesses you know and that person can actually achieve so much more and be more successful if you work with their existing strengths rather than like trying to fix them you know Um, and it's so true because I used this I was in corporate when I first did that that um qualification and I used this with my team you know like rather than trying to force them into doing certain things and working in a certain way like we worked with each of their strengths and the change that happened within only six months was incredible you know and like after kind of battling with it for a few years previously and as soon as I kind of switched to that the the change was incredible and now like that's something that like I remind myself of all the time as well you know like stop trying to like fix the things that just aren't for you and instead 
focus on what is for you and what does work for you and just work with that. I think it's coming from school because if you think about it, you have to have a certain grade on every single topic. And if on one topic you are not good, they've been asked you to work on that topic that you're not good other than saying, well, actually, you're just not good at that. So let's just do the bare minimum to get you over this, but you're so good at literature or other stuff. So focus on that. And I think it's kind of coming from that old kind of uh, mindset that, you know, you have to hit the bar in every topic, like, you know. Which is so unrealistic. Yes. <laughs> like, for God's sake, so then we don't have enough to be doing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, I could have gone on talking for ages. That was so interesting. No, we could do an overnight podcast one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do another one. Um, but before we go off, I just want to let people know a little bit about our upcoming cacao ceremony. Um, so for those who are listening, we're going to be um, on the 30th of January at 10.30 in the mo- morning. Me and Nikki are going to be doing an online cacao ceremony. If you don't know what cacao is or you're a little bit unsure, you've been thinking about trying it, just feel free to reach out to me because I'm happy to answer all of your questions. And there's also a little bit on my website about it. Um, but I'm going to be leading through, you know, like some sharing, some connecting and then the cacao ceremony. And then Nikki is going to be guiding you through a gorgeous sound healing, um, which sound healing and cacao is like heaven on earth I promise you so um, if anybody wants to join us I'm going to pop the link um, underneath the podcast episode but you can also find it you know like on my social media um, or anything like that so um, before we go Nikki do you want to just tell people where they can find you if they want to connect with you and I'll make sure to put your links underneath as well Cool. Yeah. So you can, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. It's just Fit Chick Mickey. And for uh, the fantastic change, you can also find me on Instagram as Fit Chick Mickey. I'm <laughs> 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 trying to keep me consistent with yeah. my name. Um, but yeah, and then I have a website called the um, uh, spiritual but badass dot com um, where you can find some of the classes that I'm teaching in there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm super um, excited about this. And then if anybody wanders around my Instagram profile or the link in my bio, you're also going to be able to find um, the link for the cacao ceremony with the sound healing meditation at the end, which I am very excited about it because, as you said, it's really heaven on earth. It's just really like the best merger together because it's just suiting your souls at the end so well. Absolutely. And I think everybody needs that at the end of January. Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'll see you on the 30th for the cacao ceremony. Thank you so much. Bye.